0: Welcome, travelers. We're aware that your journey was difficult, but prepare to have your questions answered, for you have been granted an audience with the Masters of Moth. And welcome back to Masters of Modern. I am your host, Alex Kessler, here with my co-host.
1: Blinking. What's up, guys? How you doing? No Check out my an, Instagram feed. No, no one gets what that <laughs> references. I so, literally just posted a picture because we're in Dallas right now. Right. Dallas is, Toy Fair. This is Ben Bateman, by the way. Uh, I posted a picture because on one of those claw grabber machines, uh, there was a picture on the side of this guy in a flashy purple jacket, and it said Blinking, and it looked surprisingly like me.
0: No, it's weird. You sent, showed it to me, and I thought it was like a fan t-shirt made for action movie something things. Uh and it wasn't. It was it was just It was Blinking. It was Blinking. Yeah.
1: I hereby <laughs> declare myself Blinking as my new nickname.
0: That's just bad for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh so today, for those who don't know this is the Master Modern Podcast, we are the uh modern podcast. i talk about all the modern things. Uh but we don't and Magic talk the about
1: but we don't talk about the stuffy competitive metrics things. We talk about the fun things. Oh, we're gonna be doing cool that today. Th- yeah, that's actually true. We're talking about the good <laughs> talk with the good parts of modern. Yeah, like there chronozoa. Oh, God. I forgot. You just reminded me. That's great that you did that. Oh, no. <laughs> Stay tuned at the end of the episode for 10 minutes on a new deck we're going to be talking about here every week on the of MFcast. <laughs> oh, involving the card chronozole.
0: <laughs> well, are we going to talk about a new deck every week on the MFcast or mm-hmm. this deck every week on a the MF MFcast? A new deck
1: involving chronos- <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, So I do apologize, everyone. My voice... I, I actually caught a cold earlier this week, so I've been suffering through New York Toy Fair sick, so... Uh, my voice is a little raspy, and I apologize if I cough and all that stuff. Uh, before we get into the subject matter of the episode, make sure to follow us on Twitter. We are at the MM Cast.
1: I'm at Ben
0: Bateman Media. Uh, we I am at personally. I am personally at Kess Wiley. We uh, also have a Facebook group. It's really great. People communicate there. There's a bunch of stuff. We want to make it a brew friendly place. So if you have a cool idea for a deck, or you just want to get some advice on what you should do next with modern, uh, check that place out. It's really fun. Uh, we have a Patreon. Uh, we need money to keep this going we have a podcast you know there's equipment there's wires everything else so if you could please check that out uh even one dollar level uh if you donate the one dollar level we ben bateman will say your name and the fatal voice from top decking which we yep. should remember to do today absolutely i'll do it <laughs> uh and uh make sure to check out our sister podcast the command zone uh they are at uh collected company that's also where we are at they do awesome content like game nights uh the actual podcast they do which is about commander content and yeah i think that's our shout outs
1: and the last the last thing I want to point out here is number one, if it's allowed in the background, it's because we're at Dallas Toy Fair, live in a convention center. Yeah, this no, is a convention center. Number no, two. No, it's here.
0: When he says live, it's just it's yeah, at the it's point people where are. people are t- tearing down their booths somewhere outside. Yeah, there's like, yeah. So you so might hear then, like a ripping sound or a box tape yep. thing.
1: And then the other thing I was going to say was uh, the Masters of Modern has an anchor station and there's content going up on it every day. Anchor, for those of you hearing it for the first time, is basically Twitter meets podcasting. It's short form audio, five to ten minutes every single day. And I headed up and I've been doing a bunch of stuff from that Facebook group. So uh, what I have been doing is talking about modern news, whatever. But I also go through that group and I'll find interesting conversation threads. Sometimes I'll find somebody's brew that I think is cool and I'll just throw it out there and talk about it for five minutes. So... Be part of the thread, be a part of Facebook, and also download Anchor if you listen to the content through the Anchor app, um, which I've been bad about staying up to date with podcasting the episodes, um, but you can still hear you know new content every day. If you keep doing that, then the station will stay alive and you guys will get that extra modern content every day. So that's my, uh, that's my plug for Anchor right there.
0: Sweet. Uh, speaking of internet things, today's subject matter actually came from the internet and as I look this up, uh, we are going to be talking about in which order the five colors are modern. So what is the best color, what's the worst color, and the rank of my top five. Before we get into that, we're going to discuss each color specifically, what they're doing a modern, what they're best at, what they're worst at, and we'll, you know, obviously there's some that are easier to know, they better than others, but there's some, definitely some harder questions. Um, yeah. Yeah, cool. Sick. Do you want, to, you want to start talking? Which color do you want to start with?
1: Uh, well, I, th- I think there's a way to break this conversation conversation down that is more interesting than the obvious way. Because the obvious way is to right out the gates just say, like, we I think we all have a sense of the best color and we all have a sense of the worst color. But as we look a little further, and some of you guys actually might have heard Alex and I do a little five-minute preview about this on Anchor the other night because we talked for five minutes about it. But if you kind of dig a little deeper, you can start to figure out that it's not just about who has the best color three played cards or something
0: so like i think it is a little bit bad but sure continue. well
1: but there's depth to it so a good example that we can start with is the most played card in modern uh path to exile. is path to exile it's a white card sure so if I, I, that would suggest that path to exile is the most efficient best removal spell you can play in modern it's played in the most decks and the most copies of it are played in modern sure and it's a white card if that was the case, it would give white a significant leg up on any other color for taking that number one spot, just because it has the best removal spell, and removal's played in almost every deck in modern. Now, the other prominent card in the top ten that's interesting to me in white is Stony Silence. It's the ninth most played card in modern. Sure. Stony Silence is a sideboard card, and it's only a sideboard card, and it will always only be a sideboard
0: card. Well, until someone comes up with a combo where, yeah, like, if this spell can't be activated, you win, and then that card gets printed, and then it's an artifact, and...
1: But what I think is interesting about that (laughs) is that that's never going to show up in a game one against you. So you don't construct your deck. You're not actually constructing a deck list with that card in mind until you get to your additional 15. And sure. so, it, it, even though it's a top-ten played card, it would mean that white gets a leg up because it has sideboard strength. How high do you weight your sideboard versus your main deck? How high do you weight creatures versus spells? Well, I mean, something, spells, we've so said on so on
0: this, something we've said on this podcast regularly, and before I get into that point, I do want to thank uh, Christopher Cosenza, uh, at Judge489, who actually proposed this question for this episode. So, I want to cool. make sure we shouted him out. But... Uh, We've discussed this before, and we've definitely had uh, multiple pros, high-profile pros, come on and say this, is that your deck in a Magic Tournament is your 75. Yeah, right, right. Like, that 15 cards in your sideboard are a part of your deck as much as the lands in your deck, as much as the spells in your deck. Yes, in one game that you're playing with your friends, that's not necessarily true, but if you're doing a real tournament, 60% of the games you play, or at least 50% of the games you play, if you're winning every two times or losing... uh, the first two games is going to include your sideboard and like there are tons of strategies out there that you know the sideboard is part of their actual game plan everything from glittering wish decks to decks that are looking to change their game plan game two so saying that your cyborg shouldn't be weighted as heavy as any other card I think is unfair, especially since white strength currently is almost purely in its cyborg, But its cyborg is so good that decks are playing it instead of other colors because getting access to Stony Silence, getting access to Rest in Peace, getting access to Leyland of Sanxity. These are like three cards that if you cast them in a game against certain decks, you just win outright. Yeah, 100%. so hundred It's hard to say that that doesn't get a leg up in this conversation. I guess we're start starting with white. I mean, we're
1: definitely going to discuss. We're definitely going to discuss um, the fact that we're definitely to discuss the fact that. Uh, so we're definitely going to discuss the fact that um, it it's it's not just a question of main deck. It's a question of your full seventy five and and definitely we we're going to weight things differently. I mean, there's a lot of very interesting examples. Things like Thought Season and Inquisition of Kozalek both being black cards that would inhabit the space for top cards, but they're effectively the same card in a lot of lists so sure. like how far does that bump up so i, I think but let's, let's an
0: argument see. is that if black is one of the higher colors it having eight of that effect is maybe the reason it's that way so yes yes you can say it's redundant but that redundancy may be what makes it so strong green is the same issue you have both birds of paradise and Charming. noble oh, hierarch oh, Hi- sure. noble hierarch so with those two cards that's another one where it's like seven times out of ten they're the exact same card Right, And I would say that's true of Inquisition of Kozluck versus Thotsies. You know, Thotsies hurt yourself, so sometimes it's worth. With Death Shadow, it's better. Uh, sometimes the format is, you know, resistant to what Inquisition of Kozluck is doing because people are playing four drops. And, you know, sometimes you need red mana off of your one-turn uh, Birds of Paradise. Sure. Sometimes you don't, and you need the plus one, plus one from Exalted to make your infect creature bigger. So there are small differences, but both of those colors, if you look at the, you know, we're going to go through some of these top tens, the, the things that they have top tens of, they both have two of kind of similar effects. You know, in top ten creatures, green both has Noble Hierarch at number four and Birds of Paradise at number ten. Black has, in the top ten spells, both Inquisition and Thoughtseize um, and the top ten most played cards. Uh, white pretty much just has Path to Exile and Stony Silence in any of these top ten lists. Uh, the one thing that, yeah, it, it does have the fourth most played basic land, uh, which is Plains, though.
1: <laughs> I mean, the basic lands show up in a very high number. Which well, is
0: it's, it's actually interesting. The basic land conversation, I'm gonna just going to do the top five yeah. really quick. Uh, basic la- or no, just not basic lands, just lands. Top most played lands in Modern. Number one is Island. I guessed that correctly. Number two is uh, Forest.
1: Which I also guessed correctly? No, I think I was wrong about that.
0: Number three is Mountain,
1: yeah. which is surprising to that's me. That's hugely surprising. Uh,
0: and number four is Plains. And Swamp doesn't show up. Number five is Windswept Heath. Swamp that's doesn't even crazy. show up in the top ten. Why
1: is Windswept Heath the most played fetch? Uh, am I am I missing something? Is it because Abzan's so played and it shows up in other decks that are multicolored?
0: I think Ban Abzan. Yeah, I think it just is in a weird. It's in twenty percent, nineteen point five eight percent of decks online, twenty three point nine seven percent of decks in general. Uh, it's so crazy! Winslow Teeth are not normally worth they play three point three, so they're playing more than just.
1: I can't believe 3. it's not worth more money because, like, I, I realize the reprinting definitely tanked the value, but like, I feel like the blue fetches are worth more. But if Winston Teeth is played more, why is it not worth more than the blue
0: fetches? Um, a because this might be a temporary thing. Obviously, this top ten list we're looking at right now is a snapshot, and also legacy. And legacy does, you know legacy isn't playing it as much. Uh, ne- after Winston Teeth, we're going to have a full the ten Bloodstained Mire. Yeah, so black red. Uh, Wooded Foothills, red green. That makes sense because the Titan Shift decks. Uh, Ghost Quarter at number eight, Scalding Tarn at number nine, and Flooded Strand at number ten. Blue Delta doesn't make the top ten. No, I mean there's only one blue black deck, and and I would imagine the Bloodstained Mire seems to be the better car- is the card from that that's being represented here. Fair. You like Fair. you need black and red mana more often because you need Bolt and or Fatal Push and or and right discard than you need a blue. Source on turn one. Um, that might change because of fatal, you know, because of Opt. That might be a whole new situation. And then Floodstrand makes sense and, and Scalding Turn. So, yep. Um, but yeah. So I, I do think, even though White has the most played card in the format, and it has the eighth most played card of the format, Stony Silence, it doesn't have a card that shows up really anywhere else on these top ten lists. Oh,
1: I said ninth. It's eighth. It's Got eighth. It. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's changed as we looked at the list the first time. Um, so. All right, so with white, let's let's go through white a little bit and discuss what makes white a great color, and let's also talk about why we don't think that white has more cards in the top ten. I mean, it has two if you're going sideboard and regular. And that's it, yeah. That's, so that's in a the top ten, number. the
0: only color that doesn't have any is green right now, and red only has one. That's a in the top ten, top ten most played. Cards and if, in, you, if you're
1: going historically in modern, that's definitely not true. It just happens totally. to be that graveyard hate is at an all-time high, so Tarmogoyf is not as good of a card as it would normally be.
0: Right, and then in, in top ten creatures, green has three. You know, uh, red has a half. <laughs> uh, in top ten spells, uh, green has one, red has one, because that's where it comes from before. So like, th- it's a spread out in different places.
1: What's the What's the red half? Uh, full mage. Oh sure, sure, sure. Hybrid yeah. Card, yeah. Uh, red card. What's mean, it's a red card, half red like, card. That's, yeah. it's half. It's literally like it's half. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, I would say most decks that play it are playing red, though.
1: You know, uh, just speaking on that point for a quick second, because it's a thought that I've had a lot of times. Do you think that at this point, hybrid mana was a good decision for the color pie? Do you think it was smart? Have they done it well enough that you feel like it was correct? Yeah. Okay. So you don't feel like it does it. It breaks the color pie in a way that's an obnoxious. Is there are to you. a
0: card that seems weird that you can play it in two different colors?
1: No, I mean, I've thought about this before. I've thought about this before for, like, Highlander decks. I think
0: artifacts are significantly... I think artifacts are significantly worse for magic than hybrid cards are. They've broken magic significantly. And hybrid is just a slightly worse version of artifact mana. Like, you, it's, it's three colors... Three of the colors can't cast it instead of all of the colors can't cast it. Um, how many
1: colors have played Have, have played um, hybrid? We've had... how many? Sorry, how many sets have done blocks? Originally uh, it showed up. It two, originally two showed
0: Ravnikas, up. Two Ravnica's, Loro and Block... Um, that's the majority.
1: Well, Lorwyn was only half of Lorwen block. It was actually the other half. It was actually Shadowmore block.
0: Sure, yeah, which yeah. Which is a different—so two sets there.
1: Uh, it showed up in the Ravnica sets, the returning of Ravnica sets. And I feel like one other we're forgetting, maybe?
0: Was it in—oh, uh, it was in, it was in uh, Fate Reforged in Cons of Tarkir block
1: Yes, yes, on the activations, right? Mm-hmm. And some other things. Uh, that's interesting. I, it's I, one thing I've always thought about because, you know, in Highlander, we look so specifically and so deep for very, very, very specific cards. And I'm so stubborn with the kind of decks I like to play that I like to really exhaust every single card I could possibly play that has any significance to the strategy I want to play. Sure. And I run out of those cards quickly. <laughs> so <laughs> I end up trying to find hybrid cards that I can play in off color decks that do close enough to what I want so I can keep playing three CMC tempo cards.
0: Well, sure. And, and something to also keep in mind there is that the hybrid costs on cards... I kind of lost the whole train of thought I was going there. What was I talking about? Uh,
1: I was saying looking for looking deep for options that break the card. Oh, yeah,
0: sorry. Uh, not In Commander, that's where I think hybrid cards have the biggest problem. Right. Because a green-red deck can play Kitchen Finks, right. mana-wise, but it isn't legal to have Kitchen Finks in the deck. And Mark Rosewater is on the record thinking that that specific rule in Commander is the one he disagrees with, is right. that hybrid mana should be allowed to go into commander decks that can cast it. Yeah, I get that. Um, but yeah, so back to the subject at hand and not hybrid mana. <laughs> uh, white cards. Yep. So we talked about sideboards. We talked about a few of them. I think those are kind of the main three top-end white sideboard cards.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we've, we've said for a long time what makes white a color is Path the Exile and sideboard cards. Yeah. And that's evidence pretty clearly here. I mean, white has great sideboard options. Right. And white also continues to get... It continues more to more get great options. Like right. you have that new card, uh what the heck you have two new cards. One of them is the is the new Torpor Orb bear, right? Yeah. You also had another one in this new set, a three mana card, some flyer, I think, that did something significant. It's like creatures come and tapped. It's like a worse yeah. Thalia. They just keep printing these sort of hate cards that
0: In white and green, and white white gets more of them. I mean that's why I was gonna bring like Thalia. There is the white bear, you know, hate bears deck. There's uh, the decks that, you know, Death and Taxes, the ones that kind of prevent you from searching for your deck for lands.
1: We've had white, blue control decks. We've had Jeskai control decks. Right. We've had Abzan control, like Abzan mid-range decks. I mean, white's been a good color in top tier decks for a very well, long and, time. Well,
0: and that's, you know, they've always built white as supposed to be the best supplemental color because right. it's always good at killing, stopping things. It's good at answering. It has O-ring in it. Like, it has answers to everything. But it doesn't have card draw. It doesn't have value. O- it's not meant to be a value-oriented color. So other colors can take advantage of it. And so it's always going to show up, and especially you know that's why sideboards, that's why it's in Abzan. You know, look at counter company decks. You know, Vizier Remedies is seeing a ton of play. That's a white card.
1: How how much further up the list? Like how close to number one, or just or completely number one would white be? With if Stoneforge was, like, was yeah.
0: I think it'd be number two still. I think I think the things that are currently at putting the c- color that is at number one at number one uh, are like kind of insurmountable. It's like six things. Okay, well so, well so yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, so, yeah. but, well, but I think I think that it one thing that White is missing is that two drop threat. Like if you look at blue, yeah. Snapcaster Mage, green, Tarmogoyf, black, Dark Confidant. Um so like
1: lot of great revels, <laughs> young pyromancer <laughs> or out totally. of a, Keep. And,
0: and and red is, is a different conversation, but I would say that Red, red is a is, steaming pile of just <laughs> I would say that well let's get the red. Yeah, let's well, talk about red. about red. Let's yeah. talk about so, red. Uh, we're talking about red. So I do think red is worse than white. Yeah. Uh, I think that red has the biggest dilemma of... It has Lightning Bolt, which is, you know, in that top ten. Uh, let's see, where, where was it? My phone is turned off. It has burned g- cards like Idol on the Great Revels. It has Young Pyromancer. So red is always around. Red is kind of the other big supplemental color. Like, it has Colgan's Command. It has... Um, it has Lightning Bolt. <laughs> it has Lightning Bolt, which is the second most played card in the format. Uh, which is ironic that, yeah, I kind of put these both kind of in the same place. It has full men or mage, um, but it has blood moon. Like, there are things that red is doing in the format that is really powerful, but it always feels like it needs someone else's help. Even in burn, the thing that burn should red should be the best at, it's a three-color deck.
1: Yeah, do you find it funny at all that white and red are so similar? Just the major difference is that white, basically the example we started the conversation with, is literally all red has in this in its color. So, like, path and a great sideward card, Is like lightning bolt and blood moon, and then white has like twelve other cards that are significant, and mono red is like very very narrow cards that barely make an impact aside from those two. Um, like what else exists in red that's like a yes? This is a must play card. Mono
0: red by itself is hard. Like idle on a great rebels goblin guide. Like it's a very specific specific strategy thing. Guide's
1: probably guide's probably third because guide is at least it's a two-power haste creature for one mana that right. people have played in multiple, multiple, multiple aggro decks over the years. Kiki-Jiki, I mean, like, Splinter
0: Turn was a thing, and Kiki-Jiki does see play randomly in random Kiki-Jiki decks that do do stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, no, but I mean, like, also look at uh, uh, Through the Breach decks. and Lava mancer uh, a good card. Lava Mancer, like, and, and you know, through, Red through Green primeval titan based decks have been really good for a really long time through the reach is real that's a, um, that's a real thing so like okay. I, I don't i don't know enter the enter the horde
1: enter the horde
0: what's the you get an extra attack step for oh free.
1: Oh, oh um uh
0: fury of the horde fury of the horde so yeah, yeah I, I don't know i don't know if i agree with you that red doesn't have anything um i just think that the things that red have are so specific per deck that they're in uh oh um uh the dredge cards too Right. Uh, actually, that's probably one of the most important ones, is uh, Draw Two Cards Discharge. Oh, oh, uh, oh, oh!
1: oh um, um, what the heck's it called? Uh, cathartic Reunion? No. Well, oh, that, Fathos, yes, for sure. Faithless Looting, yeah. and then Cathartic Reunion.
0: So I would even put those up there. Yeah, the like you get a lot of really good supplemental cards, and you get some of these really powerful effects. Like Red's pretty good, it's just Tybalt. very specific. Tybalt's the best.
1: Is there ever a deck that's going to make
0: Tybalt good? Maybe. Yeah. I would say that Tybalt has a higher chance of seeing play than most uh, for Jace, the Guild Pack.
1: I think Tybalt has a higher chance of seeing significant plan modern than like pretty much 90% of the 5 mana or more planeswalkers. Like,
0: uh, I would say yes on. F- I would even say 70% on 4 mana and above. Uh, that I don't t- totally agree with because. Mid-range I, decks. I lowered it to 70. You You're at 90. Yeah,
1: I'd take 50% because okay. mid-range decks have been good and will always be good sure. in Modern. So the more, like if a color combination picks up that we're not used to or a card is printed that really turns on like a Kiora or something like that, it's just not that unreasonable that those cards would see play because four is not a sure. crazy sure, thing sure, to sure. do. Whereas like, five and six mana is like just almost unplayable in Modern unless it's part of a very specific strategy.
0: Yep, okay. But I'll give t- you a that. a two
1: mana Planeswalker is like, even though that card's bad, if there's some if you discard this card at random, this thing happens, but it's a reasonable spell to begin with, like, Tybalt immediately becomes, oh, yeah, that's a two-mana Planeswalker, and it's the only two-mana Planeswalker that's not a creature.
0: Right. No, no, no. I think... I, I agree with you on that. I would, yeah. say, I would say Tybalt has a, a higher chance than those cards. That Add are to Red's not list, the play.
1: only two-mana Planeswalker. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Except for Jace.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, I, that's pretty much my opinion on red. I mean, I, I think red is a combo color that combines with other stuff. is great. It's great supplementally.
0: It's interesting how much red is a combo color. Because, like, in Magic's philosophy and history, it really wasn't that. But I would say it definitely is here.
1: Red has the strongest... Okay, if, if the conversation we started with of Path to Exile and Stony Silence was, like, your, your like staple and your sideboard staple, red has the strongest two combo of any of the colors. Because Blood Moon's the best sideboard card I mean, Blood Moon's better than Stony Silence and Lightning Bolts. Lightning Bolt.
0: comparable to Python, Yeah, Lightning Bolt. It's what it's a unique thing.
1: I mean, so that those would be the two in the, in that conversation. I don't think any of the three other colors have a sideboard card with nearly the high level of impact as those two. Well, but, but
0: the the thing is, is that the moment that Affinity and Dredge start seeing play, White then has two of the most played sideboard. Cards. You know, like it, right. Like the 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 issue is that Red has one good sideboard card. And then maybe Ancient Grudge is half a red card, and then it drops down significantly. Right, totally. Uh, versus its combo potential, which is in Dredge, it's in Goryeo's Vengeance decks, it's in uh, Primeval Titan decks, it's in um, Tron, you know, red, green Tron decks back there it, for a while, and still, that deck still exists. And it's in Jund, it's in Grix's Control. Like, it's in. Classically, red has done better than white in modern. It's just right now we're at this weird window where it is mostly combo decks, and the mid range decks have opted to go with blue. Or green, red really truly does suffer from the
1: fact that it's missing. While white has that card, that's Pia Kieran Delar. White's got the two drop; it's just banned. Red just doesn't have the two drop, and like so. So let's just before we move on to the next color, let's spitball for a quick second. What does red need? Like what's the what's the thing? So the three options we have, I think we can agree, are Idolon of Great Revel, Young Pyromancer. And th- an Abbot of Carrolkey. Sure, those are the, probably. Would you agree? The three closest that we've gotten. So we're oh, forgetting. I think I don't
0: think Abbot's close at
1: all. I mean, I mean, when it was printed, people talked about it like this was a card advantage generating two drop with sure. some aggression. Sure, sure sure, power. sure, sure, sure. That's like what they tried. I mean, yeah. those, those are the three attempts.
0: But I would I would say that Eidolon and Pyromancer both got much closer. Yes. Uh, so yep.
1: one of them is a spell card. It's a two one. It's fine. It's got mm-hmm. good stats. It generates tokens. One of them is a an aggressive card that's super red and hard to cast sure and one of them is the the third one i would say the abbot was them trying to get as close to like a confidant type of card as they could
0: right you Uh, know what what i wish uh, what my first idea hmm. is that if jason's prodigy was red oh interesting uh that card is other than it's plus is a red card i guess it's plus and it's big minus it's ultimate everything else red could do you'd have to make it rummaging you'd have to be discard then draw Yeah. And it would have to have, but it's plus would like, you know, but the, the, they've said multiple times that they wish they made Snapcaster Mage a red card. Hmm. Um, They think it would have been a better, a fairer magic card or better for magic for Snapcaster Mage to be a red card. Interesting. So something like Jace or even Snapcaster Mage being red would have been probably the answer to this question. Hmm. Um, Though having Snapcaster and Bolt in the same color sounds...
1: Totally and completely unfair. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Not totally unfair, but just problematic. It would be bad. Um, uh,
1: I think that's interesting. I think when you're talking about red and, and what would make red's two-drop good, uh, looting is something that definitely comes to mind. I mean, looting is very red. And the reverse looting thing is like, if you had a really, really good... If, okay, if you had a two-drop that was a two one, one of its abilities was, uh, you know, for no cost, discard a card, draw a card, something happens. You can only activate it once per turn as a sorcerer sure. speed. So you get a free loot per turn without having to do anything. Sure. Um, and maybe I don't know what else it would do. maybe it has fire breathing and that ability or something. That's like no right not good enough <laughs> like a free like a free reverse loot every turn on two one what if it was a, okay, what if it was a three one for two with fire breathing and a reverse loot ability once per turn at sorcery speed for free? Would that be good enough? Maybe it'd be aggressive, it would have like built in combo potential, but it's not disruptive. it doesn't kill anything. yeah. It's hard. It's hard to come up with it.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, like, Young Power Mancer is close. In fact, if Young Power Mancer was a rare card, I'd probably say it was it.
1: Why? Just because it feels... I think it's close thematically, enough. Thematically, like, it's, like, slightly off.
0: I think it's, like, close to the right power level. It does kind of the right thing. It's just because it's an uncommon. It's in this weird position where it's, like...
1: What if... Okay, what if it was a 2-1 for 2 that did the reverse loot thing, uh, did not have fire breathing... But every time you did the reverse loot thing, you put a plus one, plus one counter on it. You could do it once per turn. That card would, I don't know I'll get that card At sorcery speed. So it's a 3-2 two for 2 with reverse loot like it's every just turn?
0: significantly worse than Bob.
1: No, but it gives it's you the ability Bob, to, it's a, Maybe discard not out- it's a discard outlet.
0: Yeah, but uh, that's not what makes the Stoneforge Mystic, Tarmogoyf, they all generate card advantage. Bob. No, they don't. Tarmogoyf doesn't generate card advantage. They're just significantly more efficient than anything else that's doing what they're doing. Hmm. Fair and do something different, or do something different. Like Snapcaster Mage is more efficient than anything else that does what it's doing, and it's like really good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like look at every different direction and how to kind of combine them. I partly maybe it's just someone you know. We need to bring the Invitational back to design a good red card. Sick. Uh, so, but back to what we're talking yeah. about. Uh, the color green.
1: Okay, so green has nothing in the top ten right now. He has no uh, top in 10 the top ten
0: most played cards. It has none. So uh, you we go to top ten creatures, you get two. So Tarmogoyf and Noble Hierarch. Uh, or Bird Sorry Tompkin Creature You have three You have Noble Hierarch At four Tom at five And Birds of Paradise At ten
1: It's interesting That Noble's ahead of Goyf That's crazy But that's just a, That's just a sign Of where Graveyards Are right now
0: Yeah And, and Els, You know There's just a ton Of decks that play Noble Hierarch Noble Hierarch Is Green's one drop Spell uh, And then you go to Spells Number ten uh, Is Collected Company
1: Yeah I mean collecting companies really good. I mean Green's Green's really good right now. Collected Company, like, Court uh, of Calling.
0: Primeval Titan is, you know, has gotten more cards banned than any col- like probably any card in modern history. Sideboard other than cards. maybe Dark Ritual or like a Grape Shot. <laughs> I mean they
1: both have Kitchen Finks, um yep. white and yep. green. So green doesn't have great sideboard cards. it um, it's
0: Ancient Grudge and it has... that's it.
1: <laughs> green's got choke in sideboard Yeah, it does
0: have choke. Choke's brutal when Blue's popular though.
1: Yeah, choke's a good card. There's a reason Burfhook
0: yeah. plays one of each of the legendary uh lands that come to play untapped.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, what else? I mean, it's got Infect cards, it's got Become Immense. I don't know, I mean, green's got some good cards. I, I feel like green, so far in this conversation, feels less exciting than white or red, because it doesn't have, it has more cards overall, but it doesn't have the, it doesn't have the crazy high impact card on the back end in a sideboard option, and it's and it's well, but
0: I don't like. Yes, I said cyber cards are important, but Green is doing much more proactive things. It has Tarmogoyf. It has Primeval Titan. It has you know Noble Hierarchy. It's bringing stuff into play. It has uh the counter companies decks where you have. Yeah. It has devoted Druid. It has all of the Elves creatures. That's true. Like, That's true. You know the the, the it it is similar to red where it's like more of a proactive color. The red has like blood moon. If I didn't have blood moon, red and green would be very comparable. Yeah. Uh, from that, from a cyborg perspective and from a, a front end, I think green's doing just more powerful things. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I, I don't know much more to say about green. Like green is an interesting space right now. What's interesting about green is that green has been so good for so long. Green, a year ago, if you asked me what the best color in modern was, was I green. would say it was green. Yeah. I, I, I honestly believe that green's the second best color in magic history. Um,
1: I think one really interesting thing about green, and somebody somebody posted this in the Facebook group, and it got me kind of thinking. They were talking about black and the power of... Oh, no, it was somebody who had called in to anchor here. And they were talking about the power of Gurmag Angler and Tassiger and why those cards have warped black into this really powerful space. And I agree that those both of those cards are great. Tassiger and Gurmag Angler are very powerful cards, but... It's super interesting to me that Hooting Mandrels doesn't break through more in Modern. And we both know why. It's because playing multicolored decks is easy, so you just would play the other cards. Because for one more mana, one more power is better, and Tasker is just a better card.
0: And it's one more mana, and I'm doing bunny yes. ears. But... Well, it's, the same. it's the same as Tasker. It's one more mana for Gourmet Angler for yeah, one more... Yeah, what I was saying tempest.
1: that's so interesting is that, like, the difference of one point of power or one mana is literally the reason that Tombstalker wasn't a powerhouse card for years before sure. the Delve cards got printed. You'd think... In your mind, that a five-five flyer for black-black and some cards in your graveyard. Well,
0: in Tombstalker Tomb soccer saw a ton of play in old extended. It saw a ton of play in regular in standard. In standard. It saw play in Legacy at times. Yep. Uh, but you know, one mana instead of two mana for is the is is, is is a crazy difference. Same and with same
1: with one power versus you know. or th- There's a
0: setup cost here too. It's not like like Tarmogoyf at two mana is still better than Tombstalker because. It always just is going to come into play. You don't have to work to cast it. Right. So the 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 thing with hooting mandrels really is that also a 4-4 isn't that good. It's fine. It's powerful enough, and it does things that you want it to do. But, like, yeah, you it's easy to play the black cards.
1: I mean, look, it gets it gets destroyed by path. It doesn't get destroyed by either half of Fatal Push. It doesn't get destroyed by Abrupt Decay, and it doesn't get destroyed by Lightning Bolt. I, yeah, I know but every, all, every all creature the in the cards. format
0: just beat it. Every played creature in the format fights and wins.
1: I've gone on record before saying it, and I still believe it. I think Hooting Mandrills is unexplored. I think that card's pretty good, and at some point, someone's going to find a lot of success with Hooting Mandrills.
0: Yeah, I I, I don't think it won't see play. I think it's a playable card, but I don't think, like, in the conversation of what makes green great, why is that not played over the other ones? It's because the other ones exist. Like, why not play black instead? What, like, Teemer is the only deck I can think of that would play Hooting Mandrills, and is Teemer that much better than Grixis?
1: Yeah. Um... Teamer is definitely not better uh, than uh,
0: Other cards that we'll talk about, Traverse the Ovenwald. Ol- yeah, green. Traverse is uh, you got a really good tutor. Uh, you know, we haven't Sylvan's talked about... Sylvan Scrying. Sylvan Scrying. We haven't talked about... um Tutor? Green,
1: green, green,
0: next. Quarter Calling. Quarter Calling, okay. okay. Yeah. Coco, like... And Coco's a powerhouse. Coco make creature ducks good. Coco's nuts. Coco's, like, really, really, really good. Yeah, so, like, uh, I think there's a lot of, like, green... I would put green higher than probably red, for sure, and probably white. Yeah. Like between Coco, Evil Titan, and uh Noble Hierarch, like in the fact like Jund, Prime you know, t- prime to evil titan decks, like all escape shift, like all these are really powerful. Yeah. Uh so, all right, so blue.
1: So blue. So Snapcaster Mage.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, Snapcaster Mage is a card. <laughs> uh to give you a kind of a breakdown. Top ten cards, they have Two, it's Serum Visions and Snapcaster Mage. Mind you, this is before Opt had come out, so Opt isn't shifting what this list looks like. Uh, in top 10 creatures, it has one. It only has one. It's Snapcaster Mage. Uh, in top 10 spells, it only has one. It's Serum Visions. Really, so, Remand's not a top 10 spell? No. Huh. So, So unlike, you know, almost every other color has a spot on this list that they get double representation other than Red, who only I'm has I wonder where Thoughtscar
1: and Remand fall. Are they top 20?
0: Uh, spells i will find out
1: yeah because those are both those are both cards that to me feel like they're probably cryptic commands
0: right. higher at 15 huh. uh sleight of hand at 21 wow. thought scour at 28 remand at 29 hmm. spreading seas at 31 gifts ungiven at 32 ceremonious rejection at 39 <laughs> and dispel at 43 love dispel manalik's not even on here yeah isn't
1: that funny how yep. crazy is that manalik Mana Leak in the early days of Modern, the first two years, was like a legitimate magic card. Like yeah. it was, and it wasn't like, oh, you're playing Mana Leak, interesting choice. It was like, de facto. The oh, fact Something we didn't
0: talk about green, by the way, is Ancient Stirrings, which is an insane card.
1: You'd play like some number of Mana Leaks and some number of Remands. People just don't play Mana Leak in Modern anymore.
0: Because mm-hmm. it's bad. Because the best color to play with Mana Leak would be blue, or white, and white. Gives them a land to pay for mana leak. Every
1: single deck in modern now has either refined its strategy to be fast enough to beat setup on mana leak, or get around mana leak by playing things that cost one. Right. <laughs> That's like the way modern works now. Yeah, at so least, man uh,
0: draws you a card against the one drop. Yeah. And Crypto man eventually gets you there. So, yeah. yeah. No, I don't. I, I don't. I have I've been really low on mana leak for a long time. Actually. Yeah, you have. Um, if anything, I would play um, the the Dell version of mana leak every day of the week over mana leak. Yeah. Uh, I have it in a deck currently. Logic un- not. Logic Knot, thank you. Uh, Logic not. So yeah, so Blue, I mean, Blue has Logic Knot. Blue has Cryptic Command. Blue has Serum Visions. Blue now has Opt. Blue has Snapcaster Mage. It has Snapcaster Mage. It has Snapcaster Mage. It has Snapcaster Mage.
1: Blue's high on my list, but what's interesting about Blue is really Snapcaster Mage is the, that's the premium card in Blue, and all the other cards we just talked about are supplemental, decent at best. Like like Serum Visions is the is the best other card, and that's like...
0: In the top in top tens. Once you get the top twenties, Cryptic Command is a real card.
1: No, I just mean like talking about Cryptic Command. Cryptic Command is a very powerful Magic card. Cryptic Command is not a card that if someone's like, I'm playing a Cryptic Command deck, I'm like, oh man, <laughs> you're probably gonna win the tournament. Then it's
0: like, you tell that to Corey Burkhardt. Yeah, who just yeah, won no, a GP. Thought no, Scour. Yeah, <laughs> um, Thoughtscour? yeah
1: th- I mean like the way that the blue works right now is Thoughtscour gets to be a very very good card, and the printing of Opt gets to be very good because there's so many of these like blue red Delver and Tempo and Grixis. Grixis shadow decks that are taking such advantage of spell density and spell velocity. Spell queller. Yeah, um, <laughs> I like blue a lot. Like I just don't think that the impact of most of its cards are high enough. The two top ones are really important, and aside from those two, most of the blue cards that exist aren't important in Magic. Like they're they're supplemental cards and fringe archetypes
0: well but if you have five cards that are more important to the entire format than any other card combined any other two card, like any other five cards combined that doesn't doesn't that put you i'm not saying they do the but only i'm saying so, so
1: like green our description of green was like tarmogoyf used to be great but it's not anymore and then you have like hierarch which is great and then after that it was like a bunch of stuff in the middle that was all good
0: well, collecting company was probably the third blues thing got
1: snapcaster mage which is where tarmogoyf used to be as like the best two drop creature and then it's got... Well, no. uh,
0: People would argue that Snapcaster Mage has always been better than Tarmogoyf in in Modern. Like, Snapcaster Mage is an insane card and has been. The only reason blue has been playable in Modern is because Snapcaster Mage. Even in Splinter Twin decks, the reason that deck kind of functioned was Snapcaster. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like, it just... And now it's blue-white. Like, you you have a... There's always going to be a Snapcaster Mage deck. It just depends on what color it's pairing to with what it's going to do. So, I I
1: would rank, personally, blue over green. Um...
0: In, in the format. Right now. Right now.
1: Yeah. Not by a lot, honestly. Well, it, it, not by I as mean, much like, as I would have thought.
0: Here's the deal Grixis Death Shadow is arguably one of the top three decks in the format, if not the number one deck in the and format. It's a blue deck. And they chose, and it used to be Jun Death Shadow, and they went to blue because it gets Snapcaster Mage, Thought and Delve Creatures. Yep. All those Delve creatures you, creatures you mentioned work because of Thought Scour. Right. And Seer Visions and Snapcat. Like that, that's a deck that exists, and OP just makes that deck better.
1: Right. Are we ranking uh, anything other than the five colors here? Are we ranking artifacts or colors?
0: Uh, we can. Dis- I think we can discuss colorless, but first we just should discuss black. Okay. Let's uh, do black. So black has a lot of cards in all these top tens. Right. It's crazy how many cards black has. So in the top ten, well, and what's interesting is it had swamps don't show up at all in the top lands, but in the top ten, it has three cards: Thought Seize, Fatal Push, and Inquisition of Kozalak. Pretty good. Uh in the top ten creatures it has f- uh two with Street Wraith and Death Shadow.
1: Not Dark Confidant?
0: Not Dark Confidant. Wow, crazy. Uh and in spells it has four. Thoughtseize Fatal Push, Inquisition of Kozilek, and Coletic Brutality.
1: What, where's Liliana? Not uh, spell?
0: She was in the tops I think she's eleven in top spells. That's crazy. She so is she is eleventh place. Five? Oh no, she's twelfth. Rest in pace rest in peace is higher than her. In five spells.
1: of the top twelve spells are black. Yep. That's crazy. If
0: you want to go to twenty six of them with surgical extraction at the top end. Oh, no, uh, seven, because dismember is number 20.
1: Wow, seven of the top 20. A so
0: third I'm- of the top 20 cards, over a third, are black.
1: So that's wild. That's totally wild. I, I think when you talk about those numbers, there's somebody yelling in the background here at this conference center. There's like a full-on party going on next yeah. door. So uh, I think it's pretty clear black's the best color. Uh, <laughs> I, I, like I don't really think there's like we can't like beat around the bush and be real cute about this. Like black is just the best color in modern like, Yeah, and, and and it's not it's even it's close. Fatal push.
0: It, even without and, like, fatal a lot push. of things have happened beyond Fatal Push, but if Fatal Push wasn't in the format, uh a lot of black wouldn't be able to be as insular as it is. But with Thoughtseize, Inquisition Coslek, Fatal Push, Gurmag Angler, Tassiger, and Death Shadow, the deck kind of can just is has cards that are almost better than every other color and every it has one of the top three best removal spells, so it's comparable to the red and white's best thing. It's doing it has, yep. fatal push and or uh, not fatal push, thought season and inquisition of Kozilek are better than every counter spell, and they're pretty much better than every cyborg card in the format.
1: Yes, there's there is no doubt in my mind uh, that black's the best color, and it's, then, just, it's just not even close. Right,
0: and then and then and then, and then street wraith, Gurmag, Angler, and tassigger are better than tarmogoyf are better than. Hmm. And, you know, would be better than Snapcast, uh, uh, would be better than um, not uh, Stoneforge Mystic. If Stoneforge Mystic was legal and I cast that and then they cast a Death Shadow, I don't like. Great. (laughs) It's
1: crazy that Fatal Push is the card that it is and that we got that card two weeks early and spoiled it on our show. I know. (laughs) It's like wild. Like, thinking back to Blue World before Fatal Push, the two weeks that card existed and we talked about it a lot Mm -hmm. before we got to spoil it was like. Yeah, we have a sweet spoiler. I think people are going to like this card. I think this is like, going to be a pretty impactful card. Not like it's going to totally change the face of Modern and swing and swing the format right. in a totally
0: different direction. I mean, like we knew it was going to be really, really good. Not this good. Uh, I knew it would have had a potential. I mean, in the podcast, we said it would have potential to be as good as Path Lightning Bolt.
1: We, yeah, but not so good that it would push Black into the... To be the, the
0: best color in the format. I agree with that.
1: And that the format would be based yeah. around Black decks because yeah. of this card.
0: Yeah, I mean, like we keep going. Street Wraith is a better card draw spell than Serum Visions. Yeah, it's free. I'll so say right, right yeah. like, easy. I mean, like, it's slightly worse than Getaxian Probe. How much and better? Getaxian Probe is banned in Seer Visions, is it?
1: <laughs> uh, if if Getaxian Probe was still legal, where would blue be? Would how much better would it be? Uh,
0: I think it would still be in the same place I'm placing it now, only because I don't think it would be better than black. Hmm, and that tells you where I would place it.
1: So here's a question <laughs> What does black need? What's it missing? What doesn't black
0: have? Uh, it's sideboard cards that can get rid of enchantments. <laughs> and artifacts. What are the best
1: black sideboard cards? Nile Spellbomb is not a black card, but it's sort of a black. It's kind
0: card. of a black card. Uh, Leyline of the void. the void. Yep. Um, Thoughtseize, Duress, Inquisition of Ghost Luck. And Uh Collective yeah. Brutality, which is also an insane card. I think Collective Brutality is comparable to some of the best red cards, being the discard outlets and 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 removal spells. Uh, yeah, I like I, I, the only thing is Snapcaster Mage, and Bob is and Liliana kind of both on um, one hand or the other are comparable to Snapcaster Mage in, yeah. in in like what they're trying to do is a value engine that's also a threat that's also a removal spell yep I agree very 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 good oh we didn't mention Lingering Souls in white and slash black which makes white pretty good yeah wait I mean like that's like it's, it's really it's a Color card it's really not a yeah yeah I'll card. give you that um yeah, yeah, and this doesn't even get the stuff... Like, we got into red stretch cards. We got into you know Gorio's Vengeance. We, like, we're not even. We're just talking about just cards that are in every deck. We're not even talking about the cards that make other decks possible.
1: So let's talk a little bit about colorless before we get to the ranking. Sure. Um. So and uh, this and this does not include land, by the way.
0: So so when we talk about colorless, I think there's really two conversations because I think there's generic and there's colorless. Sure. In because in the top ten cards ever, there are two. There's one generic and one color card. There's Relic of Yep. And then there's Thought Knot Seer. But Thought not Seer is not in a color. It's its own color. So yep. that's why I want to say colorless is separate. Because if you look at top ten creatures, you have two. Thought Knot S- Seer and Reality Smasher are number f- two and number six most played creatures in the format. Thought not Seer is the second most played creature in Modern. Right. That's crazy. That's insane. Like I, It's it's possible to argue that there are... In the top three best colors in the format, one of them is colorless. Especially if you include generic with it, because then you get walking ballista at number eight. You get you know mox opal. You get like you get random things that just make them so much better.
1: Yeah, it's a little unfair, really, <laughs> comparison of colorless versus. Well,
0: oh, but they're on they're on, uh, colorless itself is its own color. So in that perspective,
1: well, kind of, kind of. If
0: you if you just count colorless by itself, is that better than black? Or blue you're, you're, or you're, red.
1: And to, be, to clarify, are we separating like yes. so artifact artifacts and colorless? Yeah,
0: Specifically, spells that can only be cast if you have generic mana available. Or yeah. colorless mana so available.
1: So the Wingding symbol is a different color? Yes,
0: that's what I'm saying here. I uh, think that's the only way you can think about it.
1: If, if you're not including Wingding, then I think artifacts are very good. But they're not the best. They're somewhere in the middle, probably.
0: And I think they'll always be really good. And there's going to be some, and like collectively, they're probably the best. That's why you have to kind of separate a little bit. Because like, Walking Ballista, uh, what's the, um, you can't cast spells that equal to the mana cost XX spell? Chalice, Chalice of the of Void, the Karn, Ugin, right. Uh, all of Affinity. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> like, artifacts are really good. But part of the reason they're good is because anyone can cast them, so they go into every deck. Right. That's the difference between what I'm saying Thought Not Seer and, and Reality Smasher are because those are from one set ever. in Modern history had that symbol in it for now. And right. they're all pushing away because they could be because these cards were able to be pushed since only if you're splashing for this color will you be able to take advantage of it.
1: Yeah, I, I, so... hmm, We can agree that if Wingding and Regular was the same color or Artifact and Wingding, was the same color, then it would be the best color in Modern. Yep. Because it's just got too much. And but that's, that's the problem, because that's, that's not, not accurate.
0: A, it's, it's a hard way to look at it. If, if you, you separate count, yeah.
1: Thought Not seer and Reality Smasher from regular, then I think it becomes...
0: I think it's second still. Yeah. Which is a problem, I would say. I don't know if I want one mechanic from one set to be the second best color in Magic. You're saying and
1: Smasher and Thought Knot would be number two?
0: Well, like Those two cards, basically? They they consistently put decks at the top by themselves. Like right now, Eldrazi is, is the second best. I,
1: and I have been saying this for months. It is because of Eldrazi Temple. It's I don't think not, it is. I, it think, is.
0: I, I think if Eldrazi Temple was in the format, Thought Knot would, and Reality Smasher would still be format dividing cards. I don't. I just don't. I'll, I'll bet you on it. I just don't. I'll it's, bet you when they ban Eldrazi Temple, if they ever do, that these cards would still be... They would still be
1: good. They'd still show up in Tron, and people would still play them with, with no think hierarchy. I don't think
0: Eldrazi Tron chains at all. I, I think the deck stays exactly the same. I, I, I guess my point is that Eldrazi Temple wouldn't be... Uh, if it, Eldrazi Temple was as good as you say it was. Other Eldrazi, other than the obviously most powerful ones, would be seeing play. The The blue... the The, the other colored ones would see play. We would see the two-drop one that copies things that come into play seeing play in general these other Eldrazi would be like if it was the if the power level was within Eldrazi temple these other things would be seeing play instead we're seeing thought not or reality smash are seeing play because they're so strong even if you cast them on turn four and turn five
1: they would see play they would see play because they're good magic cards but they would not be the second best color they just wouldn't, oh, sure. they wouldn't yeah, even be yeah, yeah, close yeah. to it. They'd be the sixth best color because they would just be two cards that were... Well, no, but would
0: you say Eldrazi? Because the reason that they're so high on this list is because Eldrazi, Tron, is the most played deck in the format.
1: Yeah, right now. And Tron has been a player for a long time. So all that happened was they added two mid-range threats to an already good Tron deck. But the thing is, those mid-range threats don't work if you don't have the ability to turbo them out with some consistency that early. You're not going to consistently hit Tron.
0: Uh, I think. Uh, I think getting... Either of them on turn three is totally fine, and they're not getting them that much faster anyways. Yeah, but to... with Aljazi Temple, like a Temple gets a- no a Temple with Thought Nutsier both both can sometimes if you have a God hand get you a Thought Nutsier on turn two, but otherwise you get them both on turn three right now anyways. If you get, you have to get Noble Hierarch, Green Mana, turn one, Temple, turn two to get Thought on turn two, otherwise. Turn three there, or getting Tron and getting them on turn three and Eldrazi Tron. Those are the two options. Yeah, but you and, don't and, hit ter- you don't
1: hit Tron on turn three, and Tron like with anything other than like some small percentage of the time, a third maybe, at twenty five percent of the time. Sure, but maybe. Th-
0: that's still true right now.
1: Yeah, so I'm just saying, the the conversation was how good are those cards, and I'm saying those cards are very good. It's the fact that you have a land that makes them that much better that really pushes them into the next phase sort Get of. to the
0: top two versus the top four.
1: Yeah. So let's rank. Let's rank these cards. All right.
0: So uh, I think it's going to be more fun going from the top to the bottom because we all have kind of agreed with the best colors. I think black is uh, pretty Black is just the definitively the best color in Magic. Yeah. Just, it's not even... It's in not Modern. Even... It's the best color in Modern. Modern, yeah. Yes. Blue's uh, the best I, w- color magic. I would say it's the third... I don't know if it's even close to the top two in Magic. And specifically Modern, though, it is the second best color. Or is the first best color. Is the number one.
1: Black's number one. Yeah, I think this is where it gets interesting, though, because I think after after you hit number one, like... What, where do you go? You blue. go to blue. That, that was my original contention before we did this episode. The more I've thought about it, the more I'm like, I don't know. Green's mid range is just very, 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 very good. And
0: I mean, like, we went through the list of top ten stuff. Like, they have the ones that show up more consistently than any other color. Snapcaster Mage is really good.
1: But that's basically the, that's the card.
0: Yeah, but if every deck is playing blue and there's a bunch of, de- but like they, they also have Merfolk, they have Spreading Seas, they have Cryptic Command, they yeah. have Snap, they have Remand, they have Thought the Scour, Like the Delph creatures aren't good without blue.
1: The fact that all those cards we mentioned, all those blue cards, were in the top thirty, is should be proof. Right, like, like that's 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 a good indicator of the strength of blue. So I'll give you the blacks one, blues two. What's three?
0: I think you know originally I had green over white, but I think it's white. I white think, over green. I think Path being the most played card in the format is pretty pretty crazy. I think the sideboard cards are really good. Yeah. <coughs> Number 11 on this list is Rest in Peace. Yeah. Above Liliana the Veil.
1: Most played, second most played card? Period. 11th most played card, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's Yeah, the 8th and the 11th most played cards in the format are white sideboard cards. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> like, pretty wild. there's
0: enough decks that are playing white as a side like, for sideboard colors, at least. Like, yeah. That's in- and then, you know, it's blue. It's blue, white decks. It's junk decks. It's it's burn decks. But all of them are playing it, and that there's a reason because they're really good.
1: Yeah, so I'll give it to you. So uh, if, if blue's two and white is three, I think it's pretty obvious that then green is four. Yep. And uh, Tarmogoth
0: Coco. Yeah. hierarchy. Uh, you could maybe have convinced me that green should be three over over white, and it will go back and It almost feels that way to me. Yep. It's they're close. Yeah. They're like it's it's really Kitchen Finks decides where they go. <laughs> and then lingering souls <laughs> being in white like is also a, a benefit in one direction. Yes, yes, like, definitely. Like, yes, it's a white black card, but black's the best color, and so it's very easy to pair things with black. And, yeah, and white goes right after that. <laughs> I agree. Uh, and but the green black cards are also good. Abrupt Decay, Maelstrom Pulse, but then the red black card. All the all the X black cards are good, huh? <laughs> yeah, like black is the best color in modern. Colgan's Command. Yeah, black's abrupt decay, so good. Lingering <laughs> Souls. Is there a good blue black card? Is there an actually good blue black card? Like counter squall, but not really like squall's good and No. they. Ashiok. Yeah. That's interesting. That that that's the one color combination that the Tezzeret, maybe.
1: Tezzeret. I mean, I talked a lot about this recently, that blue black's the worst color
0: combo. I except think except that blue and except for Grixis is just been Just a straight really two color combo though, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and then last but not least, red. Poor red. Poor red at the bottom of the pyramid. But yeah. that's kind of how magic is always supposed to be. Is it's a, it's kind of like a weird rock paper scissors because red will always beat every other deck. Red yeah. has a mono red deck has won more Pro Tours than any other color combination. Color combination, even yeah. like because mo- like burn in a format is good, <laughs> right? So yeah. So in 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 honor of red, we're gonna pull one out.
1: What if we were gonna rank? Uh, Top
0: what? ten chromosome decks.
1: <laughs> what about what about the colorless cards? So if we if we separate out the Eldrazi and artifacts into their own,
0: I would put artifacts without Eldrazi probably above red, and maybe the fourth, like over green. Maybe over green. I'd probably put it over green. You have uh, some
1: really good artifacts. I mean, yeah,
0: it's kind of unfair though. Like uh, like I, I'm trying to like if I'm if we're really talking about colorless. Yeah. Where it's like Eldrazi or cards that only see play in decks themed around artifacts. Yeah. Then I want to put that as third place, if not second place. Like yeah. between Eldrazi and Affinity, like the and and Workshop decks and Lantern control decks, like those three things together. And like you could even throw it Sounds like
1: cards like like Snaring Bridge. And yeah. Like just like single cards. That but that's like
0: and, and then Snaring Bridge is part of the Lantern deck. Like these are artifact yeah. decks. Yeah. They're yeah. not yeah. like. Uh, you know, cards that just we'll see play in other colors. Like, they have a colored home of of artifactness. So I feel like that's fine conglomerating them, and then I want to put them as, like, the second best color in Modern. Right. If you want to separate different factions of of the two, you know, uh, uh, specifically Wingding mana colored cards, probably put that around number three.
1: Wingding, by the way, guys, is the colorless mana
0: symbol. Yeah, and then if you want to refer to specifically just... Artifact cards That can be anything I don't think you can Place them correctly Right It's weird Like maybe It could be one Like theoretically That color could be Color combo Could just be All of them together Yeah
1: I think it probably is. Well, (laughs) Black's Press is still better. But all of them together is very high on the list. So uh, that's the ranking of our top five colors in Modern.
0: Yeah, I would say it's number two. Actually, looking at the top ten list now, like Relic of is in the top ten cards, and then you drop down to Creatures. Oh, no, sorry. It's it's in the top ten spells. In the top ten cards, you have two of them. Relic progenitus and thought not or and creatures you have thought not or relic progenitus, walking ballista, reality smasher. Right. So you have a huge library of them. So yeah, so I think that's 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 what you got.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I think that pretty much does it. Um, I, I think that's a pretty accurate ranking, and, and I don't think anything's going to take the mantle from black anytime soon. Um, blue definitely feels like the one that if something else insane happened in blue, it could maybe creep up if there was a really potent counterspell that got printed, um, something else. we did just get opt. it starts to I do, do sort of imagine blue might start to poke through a little bit but so yeah, I,
0: I, I wonder that because I think blue might be in a position to always just be second place. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Well, or like,
1: a, or a banning. If they chose at one point to ban thoughtsees because they felt like it was too format defining, then I could see
0: that maybe. But like, I, I, even then, I don't think blue like because when we went over a list, blue was never doing anything proactive. It was right. It was it was reactive. It was conditional. It was adding to things. It was card draw. But like right now, I think black is doing more to hurt green than if you got rid of thoughtsees or if you got rid of thoughtsees, red or white would be better. So I think I think. Other colors have a chance of upstarting above blue, and blue will just always be the second best color in Modern.
1: Yeah, I guess and then the other one that I could see maybe pop like poking through to a really a really big way would be green. If if Tarmoglet gets better again and the
0: Stoneforge Mystic White can pop right up there. Like, yeah. like all, all three colors have the any moment potential. Red can easily like we talked about red doing a bunch of powerful things. Like Yeah. Imagine yeah. Dredge being the best deck in the format again. Like
1: <laughs> Agreed. Um so let's Get into a couple last things while well, we have loud sounds going on in the background. We apologize to you guys. We are at a toy show. Um, number one, let's talk about Chronozoa. <laughs> All right, guys. So I'm the just conversation gonna nap
0: while you do this. The
1: conversation <laughs> came earlier when Alex and I were talking about design on a cool game that Kesko is working on, and uh, it reminded me of, of one of the effects that Chronozoa has. Now, for those of you that don't remember Chronozoa, one blue three colorless three three flying illusion with vanishing three that states when it's placed into a graveyard from the battlefield, if it had zero counters on it. Make a copy of Chronozoa. Make two copies of Chronozoa. So it's like an amoeba. It's the idea. It's you know, it's a, it's a some sort of thing that doubles and you know whatever. It, I, I've always loved the flavor of this card. I've always thought the flavor of this card was really cool. Like definitely one of the things that it feels like the card that it's supposed to feel like. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the fact that it's a three three for four, not a two two for three, hurts it. And if this was a two two flyer for three, I think it would be a lot better. I think probably people would have found ways to abuse it. Because there's a lot of things in Modern that do allow you to take advantage of this ability. If, for instance, you could curve Vampire Hex Mage into a 2-2 flyer for 3 that had the ability to sacrifice and double it, I think that would that'd be the beginnings of some sort of a blue-black inevitability mid-range deck. I think Hex Parasite would be a lot better if the card could come down for 3 men instead of instead of 4. Sure, It being 4 is an issue. So Alex and I started talking about this idea, what else exists that would prevent counters on Chronozole from mattering? And the card Alex suggested was Solemnity.
0: So it states... Very solemnly I suggested that.
1: (laughs) For three mana, white and two, enchantment, it it suggests that no counters may be placed on permanents you control, which means Chronozoa enters the battlefield with zero counters. Now, to avoid confusion here, Vanishing works that you remove counters from the beginning of your upkeep, and when the last counter is removed is when the thing triggers. Which means if it has zero counters, the natural trigger is never going to happen, which is unfortunate for the card, because if you had some way like... I've thought about this before with Renegade Doppelganger and Chronozoa or Lost Ormancers, where it would, in in, in theory, just evaporate. But it doesn't work like that. So what you need is Solemnity, Chronozoa, and a Sack Outlet. And if you have that, Solemnity, a Chronozoa, and a Sack Outlet is infinite Chronozoas, which is awesome. Because you get to sacrifice it with zero counters, it goes to the graveyard, it doubles, it comes back with no counters, you sack both of those, you go infinite. Um, So the other card that was printed in the cycle with Chronozoa was a card called Lost Oromancers. It's not the same set, but it's the same block. It's white, white, two for a three, three, and with Vanishing Three as well. And when it's placed in the graveyard, if it has zero counters on it, it pulls an Academy Rector, which means it searches your library for an enchantment card, puts it directly into play. I believe the difference between this and Rector is that Rector gets you an Artifact or enchantment, or am I just making that up? No, no, they're both just enchantment. Um, so what's cool about that is Lost Mancers gets you Solemnity. Solemnity's part of the combo. Unfortunately for you... Alex, I'm looking at you, the deck is built to take advantage of having Ormancers and Solemnity in play. And so because you have to have both of those in play, it's not ideal. Um, you need Yeah, you're to-
0: sacking it to get the thing you need. Yeah. To- well, I mean, like, this is what I was saying before is you could use it still as the tutor for the enchantment half. Like, you'll just play it regularly early on and then get it and then... Like late game, you just have to make sure you have one other really good enchantment to tutor for.
1: One thing that I do think is interesting is that both Vampire Hexmage and um, Vampire Hexmage and Hex Parasite both do allow you to steal counters from things, which means you have the ability to kill Planeswalkers. Sure, which is like not like crazy insane. Okay, going. We're recording now. Yeah, we're recording right now. Okay, we started back up. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. loud noises in the background, guys. So we've we tried been pausing and delaying. And it,
0: but we're going we're gonna to wrap it up. So
1: so basically, the, the point of the story is Hex Parasite, Vampire Hex Mage, things like that. Things that remove counters. There's a bunch of them. There's Fate Transfer, and there's there's other things that I've tried to do with Chronozoa in the past. Because I've wanted to make this card work. Um... It's difficult to do unless you have some way to go infinite and win with it. And ultimately, if you're going to use a three-card combo with Solemnity and a Sack Outlet, you should just be playing Kitchen Finks because that goes infinite and gains you infinite life.
0: And then you should just play Bolira, and you should just play... Yes, it's yeah. a
1: different deck. But if you did want to experiment with this, because if you thought there was a cool way or for the sake of flavor you wanted to be able to break it, there is a way to do this. There is a way to make infinite chronosolas. It happens to be a three-card combo. And in my opinion, the thing you would need to do would be to have a Haymaker enchantment that you could throw in there that would just do something totally great and awesome and crazy. And... That's what we don't have.
0: So. Or just play Collective Company. <laughs> well,
1: uh, I'm saying that's a different deck. <laughs> yeah. Assuming you were going to find a way to try to make this deck work. But if how you how had
0: different is it? What?
1: I mean, like. You're playing totally different cards except for a Sack Outlet, which we're not even sure is Viscerous here. You just said it's Viscerous here. Viscerous here is is a great creature Sack Outlet, but it's also. Sure, a but. So right now, one.
0: the best tutors and ways to get cards in play for a three-card combo are creature-based?
1: Yeah, but so this deck's not playing. It's not. A, it's not a creature combo. You're using. Oh, well, but that's solemnity. my point.
0: Is that like how? So it's harder to interact with solemnity. But it's harder to enact that plan.
1: So it's difficult to interact with solemnity, right? Mm-hmm. It's also difficult to inter- interact with uh, a sack outlet that's not a creature. Sure. It? So if you have two of those together, and then all you tr- all you need to do is get Chronozoa into play. At that sure. point, it's not killable with. It's not killable with fatal push. It's not right. killable with abrupt decay. Right. It's killable with a a kicked Fatal Push.
0: Well, you kill Solemnity with Erupted with Decay. Uh,
1: yes, you kill Solemnity with Erupted Decay. Right. Um, however, if you resolve the card and they try to with Erupted then you go infinite, make infinite Chronozoes and win. Sure. So I, I'm not saying this is a thing you should do. I think the other <laughs> thing is more powerful. I think this is a thing that was not on my, fr- on my radar that you could do with Solemnity. Right. And I think Chronozoos is a sweet card.
0: It so is a sweet guys, card.
1: So if you guys listening, I uh, think Alex is a hater. Tweet at us and let him know he's a hater. Uh, I would love to hear people's ideas
0: for what type of card would need to be printed. If you were to make a card to make Chronozoa powerful, what would you print?
1: It's a good question. It's a good question. We were going to talk about our uh, movies number 45 through uh, for, through 41, but Alex got his feelings hurt when I talked about Chronozoa for a long time and decided he didn't want to talk about it anymore. So now we're going to skip that part of the show. I'm sorry, guys. This is on if, Alex. If, if,
0: <laughs> if by that you mean it's really loud here, and we spent 10 minutes talking about Chronozoa yeah. instead of those movie lists. So we'll do that next week. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. We are at the MM Cast. I am at Cass Wiley.
1: I'm at Ben Bateman Media.
0: You can all, all those things on Instagram, Facebook. You just use Cass Wiley and Ben Bateman Media. We're pretty much the same everywhere. Uh, make sure to check out the Facebook group. It's really cool. People discuss cool things all the time. Make sure to go to collective.company. Check out the Command Zone. They are at the Command Cast on Twitter. Uh, they, and they have game nights and all that great stuff. And uh, actually, make sure one last thing. Uh, Super Party Battle comes out soon. It's the card game my company made. It's a card. It's a, a party game where it's kind of like magic meets Kings Cup, you're playing a bunch of cool kids on a campus, collecting them to put them together and throw the best party on campus. Uh, we'll do probably a little bit more on that next week, uh, but uh, check that out uh, on Twitter, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks
1: for listening, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for your attention. See you later, alligator.